Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Collaboration Show Company. I'm your host, J. Cal Morris, and I am like nothing else. And my co-host, Shaheen, what's going on? Yo, what's going on, man? <sighs> Not much, man. Same old shit, watching football, laying around the house, normal yeah. Sunday stuff. We might, we might be a corporation soon, too, so you can add corporation to that company podcast deal. Pretty yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll work on it, I guess. I the, the intro is getting long, but it is what it is. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just waiting for David Russell to give us the rub and call us a corporation soon, so we can run with that. Yeah. So if you're listening, we are now a corporation. But uh, JCat, we got basically one topic to talk about, but it's a it's a lengthy one. It's a review, so it should be a decent show. Sure. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling obviously had their show last night called Ready to Die. I was up in that bitch. Uh, you've seen some clips. So we're going to break this down and talk about this. Obviously, Cage of Death was last weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Just off the bat, I can tell you this was a much better show. And I did watch Cage of Death. This is a, this is, it's not even, you can't even compare the two. It's just a fucking joke. Um, honestly, like, let's, let's go back to Cage of Death for one second. Because uh, obviously, like, we didn't watch it. So, um, overall thoughts, uh, everything was exactly the same. I, nothing changed. Except the Cage uh-huh. of Death match that I did see. Shout out to Strickland, shout out to fucking Ricky Shane Page, even Gacy, they fucking tore it up, man. I, I give 100% credit to all those two guys. And honestly, Strickland, man, he fucking, he impressed me the most out of everybody, because that dude, he went balls deep, man. He didn't give a fuck. I know he's not a deathmatch guy, but, yo, man, he'll, he'll take, you know, like the Russian leg sweep from the top of the cage, and, yeah, yeah dude, he's not fucking around, man. Yeah. The only match that I actually watched so far is the Cage of Death match, so I could definitely speak on that. I'm going to finish watching the rest of it on on Wednesday. I'm going to do the uh the whole review of it with uh Sozio. We did it last year on the show and um so I figure we'll make that somewhat of a tradition and get together for Cage of Death. So, we'll talk about that and then you know any other matches you want to break down next week or whatever, we could we could do that too. Um but the Cage of Death match itself, like you said, all three of these guys went fucking ballistic. Um, this is what a cage of death match is supposed to look like the year before where they had Josh Crane and all these idiots in there. Um, not everyone was an idiot, but you know, him specifically, um, that, that was shit. I mean, it just, it had no flow to it. It had no rhyme or reason. It just kind of was thrown together. I mean, they, they did their best to, to make a reason for it, I guess, but I mean, it just, and they did the, you know, the heel turn with a uh, Tremont and all of that stuff, but. I don't know. It just it didn't come off like a cage of death match that I'll remember at all. And um, the spots in this were legit. And, you know, again, Gacy was another guy who, you know, said that he was done with death matches and all of that stuff on on my show. And I'm sure other places at one point or another. So like he he really wasn't looking to do this type of thing, even during his like his heavyweight title reign. You didn't see too, too much like crazy shit. And, um, you know, more just acting crazy on the fucking Facebook. But um. And uh, he went all out, too. I mean, some of the shit that he did was fucking crazy. And uh, I definitely got to give credit to all three of these guys. They put on a hell of a main event. Um, If every other match on this card is disappointing, it'll be kind of to be expected. But that one fucking showed up. Yeah, I thought Janela and uh, MJF was pretty decent, which obviously, you know, you'll review with uh, Sozio. But, yo, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Josh Crane. A uh, little mm-hmm. off the topic, but I found this hilarious. Yeah. Um, so this dude, uh, TJ, he goes to the shows and all that stuff. He's the guy. He has a big YouTube channel. He does, like, viral videos and all that shit. So they, they let him do, like, little mini documentaries on these shows. Uh-huh. And they, um, they let him record. So he, he, you know, he puts the footage up. 
I was watching one of them from uh, Cage of Death from la- last year, I guess. Yeah, the one with Crane. Yeah. So he's backstage with Josh Crane and all those dudes, and he's he's fucking blasted by the end of the show. So he's drunk as fuck, you know, like like blacked out drunk, you know. So he's just like, talking a bunch of nonsense, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I used to go to shows back in like '97." I'm thinking like, "Yeah, dude, CCW didn't exist in '97, but that's all right." And uh, he's talking to Josh Crane. He's like, "Yeah, man, I remember you in the crowd, dude. Like in '98, you remember?" And Josh Crane is just like going along with this. I'm like. Dude, I doubt you ever went to a CZW show. You're a fucking like Midwest dude. I don't think you were. Yeah. I don't think you were. But it's funny how he didn't like call him out. I'm like, yeah, dude. No, I wasn't. I wasn't going to the shows. And he's like, yeah, man. I remember you and Tremont as as like kids you used to go to the shows in '97. He's like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah, I used to be there. And it's like, yeah, you, you probably weren't. I hardly <laughs> doubt that. Why are you lying to people right now? It's just fucking odd. Yeah. Very, very yeah, odd. he's a strange cat. Still owes me money. He says he's going to give me the proceeds of his wrestling earnings. So apparently he's making no money or he's still a liar. So one of the two. I think it's a combination of both. Probably both. Yeah. yeah I think it's a combination Probably of both. both. Yeah. I wonder if I'm still friends with him on Facebook because I haven't seen that dude post anything up. So either he's, uh, you know, taking a hiatus or he just deep blocked me. Don't know. I know I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that dude forever. But uh, anyway, let's talk about uh, Game Changer Wrestling. Last night sure. was cold as fuck. Uh, the most uncomfortable GCW show I've been to, uh, simply mm-hmm. due to the weather, and uh, my stupid ass, you know, I'm wearing like fucking Vans, so like they get soaked, so you know, I, I obviously caught a cold because I'm fucking walking in the snow, freezing my ass off and shit, and uh, like a dickhead, I showed up like two hours early. Uh, early? Yeah. Fuck, that's not like you. Well, I mean, to the CZ, uh, to the GCW shows, I typically show up. Like, remember breakfast uh, at GCW? Yeah, breakfast at GCW. <laughs> breakfast yeah, at GCW. No, no, I, I like showing up to GCW early because uh, you know a lot of wrestlers are there that I actually enjoy talking to and shit. You know, just like fucking around with them and uh, tailgating and all that. But I'm, I'm used to like summer and spring and fall shows with GCW, not so much the winter time. Yeah, uh, I didn't take that into consideration at all. And uh, showed up there and it's fucking freezing. There's like six people there. I'm like, damn, this is a hell of a hell of a crowd here. So anyway, we ended up going inside, uh, talking to homicide and, and fucking around with a bunch of people. But yeah, it was cool to shit, man. That's that's really my only uh, complaint about that. Um, other than that, I tasted. Uh, I got three new bottles from uh, Boogie Rag Joe, which uh, I'll have to. I don't know, man. We got we got to get some of his shit to you. We were talking about it last night. He was like, yeah, dude, I got to get some to J Cat. You know, I gotta I gotta have him taste some of this shit. So I don't know. You guys yeah. Gotta, Figure something out, man. But, yeah, we're uh, supposed to do some kind of like halfway meeting, and uh, you know, and give him some of my sauce, or give me some of his, and you know, pause. Yeah, that's it. Sounds crazy. Sounds like one of those fucking Janela matches that he gives you shout outs on. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I <laughs> bought that sauces. Yeah, I bought that DVD last night, and it's, it's clear as fuck on the table. It's just like, where's Shaheen? It's like, oh, dude, they, they, they literally they, they let yeah. me go. But um, yeah, you got like a jalapeno one. He got a cranberry one, which uh. I know people were going crazy over that cranberry one. Like Lauderdale, like picked up all of them. I got yeah. one left, but uh, yeah, I've seen the shit he's putting out. I, I I'm fucking right on top of every one of his releases. Like he's got fucking uh, cranberry capsaicin. Uh, he's got fucking uh, the fermented fucking jalapeno. Like you're talking about. Like right. he, he does some next level shit, man. My my sauces are good. I ain't gonna fucking you know I ain't gonna lie. I mean I pretty surprised on how well my stuff has come out you know my first year making them and it's it's through his his knowledge that even got me doing it and uh but my shit you know is is pretty basic in comparison he's doing like fermenting and fucking smoking and all sorts of next level shit you know what i mean so yeah. um yeah he's he's a beast with that so um 
Yeah, he's got a whole yeah. lab, man, for the fermentation. Yeah, man. Yeah, mine's not quite a lab. It's still a kitchen. Man, but um, it looks crazy. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Dude's, yeah, he's he's awesome. So, uh, you know, shout out to Boogie Rag Joe for sure. Yeah, I got the Holiday Heat, the Cranberry Capsaicin, and the Fermented Jalapeno. Yeah. The Habanero one is awesome, though. That's the um, the Holiday Heat one. So, But, yeah, yeah hopefully you guys uh, trade off, man. I'd like to hear you guys kind of like review your own you know different shit i actually i gotta come uh come by and pick up some of your shit one time when i come up and uh check up the you know dvds and shit yeah man we'll have to make that happen eventually but uh all right let's get into gcw man gcw uh started out with i guess it was supposed to be b-boy i'm not really sure uh what happened to b-boy i don't know if it was a no-show if something came up or i I don't really know Um, yeah I saw, like, the week before he was posting, like, yeah, I can't wait to come down to the East Coast and this and that. And then after I saw it was uh, Cannonball, I, I looked on B-Boy's Facebook to see if he said anything. There was, like, no mention of anything. Like, sorry, I can't make it. Or, unfortunately, I can't. Da, da, da. Like, there's nothing. So, yeah, I, I don't even know the circumstances. But, like, a week out, it seemed like he was still headed out here. Um, I, I have no idea. But. Right. And I, I like B-Boy and all that. You know, I've been a fan of his for, for many years now. But. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear a single person say, oh, like, what happened to B-Boy? So it didn't really, like, affect the show or anything, you know? Yeah. I don't think he's, like, not to be a dick, but I don't think he's, like, the most relevant person right now. Like, he's a cool guy to have on, on your show, but he's not easily replaceable. You can't put anybody there, but, like, if you get a decent enough guy, I think it, I think it's totally fine. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's any heat with him or whatever and, like, you know, Gorilla... I, it's just weird because he's a California guy. He was a guy who was on the ground floor of Gorilla, you know, when the whole PWG thing started, even the movement coming east. I right. mean, it was Super Dragon and B-Boy right on right. the best of the best show, yeah. you know, and Little Cholo and shit like that. So, you know, when all those guys were, were coming in, that was like the group. And B-Boy was over there doing the, you know, PWG stuff. It was weird, and I even asked him about it, you know, at some point, like, hey, how come you're not on those shows? He's like, man, those shows are stacked. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, like, you would have been one of the local guys that they brought in that fucking tore it up with people. It was, I don't I don't know really what the deal is with that, but um, you just don't see him as much on a lot of, you know, bigger name shows. He's still working, but, um, yeah, he hasn't really made the impact you would expect him to continue to make over the years because he's, you know, he was definitely one of the highest sought out guys on the East Coast for a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, what was the last time he was in? He was on the East Coast. I know I saw him against um, Leo Rush at the first Hybrid show, and then yeah. prior to that, I want to say it was uh, CZW against like Jonathan Gresham or something like that. Maybe he came out for the Jersey All Pro show against G's. Uh, okay, I remember that too. Remember that? That was the last I think I remember, and I think he might have done a CZW show within like the two weeks there. Yeah, I think that was the one against Gresham. I, I okay. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was the was that the show? I think that was the show that um Sammy Callahan and Ar Fox and all those guys couldn't show up to. Pretty sure that was the same one. Yeah, chose not to show up to. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> it's not that they couldn't have. They they could have. They just chose that. You know, yeah. there was better shit out there. Well, Lucha Underground came up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Get paid a ton of money and be on TV and not deal with the yeah. bullshit. So, can't really blame them. But uh, anyway, Cannonball came out to a huge fucking pop. I, like, I was I was shocked. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this guy, they love him. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't really expecting that. Um, Kyle the Beast. I, dude, I don't know what it is with Kyle the Beast and CZW fans and GCW fans. It's so ironic because he's, he's like a GCW guy, right? Like, yeah. he's, a, he's a Jersey Championship Wrestling guy. And... um. 
constantly all you hear is just fuck the beast fuck the beast the whole fucking match <laughs> uh-huh. and the guy's killing it like it was actually a really good match like i didn't expect it to be like an actual you know technical wrestling match i was like oh they're gonna do some fucking you know nutty shit and cannibal take a fucking light tube or two and they'll, they'll call it a day mm-hmm. but it was actually a really good fucking match cannonball took a one of the baseball bats with um the thumbtacks and it was a stiff shot man because that shit fucking just showered the whole crowd like it just fucking flew everywhere his whole fucking mm-hmm. head just literally just busted wide open and you could tell it wasn't because you know he like slashed himself or anything it was from the thumbtacks so mm-hmm. he got him pretty good with the thumbtacks um and then he poured a tabasco sauce inside his head which i thought mm-hmm. was, fucking, uh, was a nice spot and then they poured water on top of his head which uh made the whole fucking area just smell like tabasco sauce for the next like half hour um, yeah this was a good match though man i mean certain certain portions of the match they actually gave it up for call the beast he did some impressive shit Again, the guy is really, really good in the ring. I hate the gimmick. The gimmick does not work. Nobody gives a shit about it. Only reason he's getting booed is because the gimmick. It's just, it's laughable, you know? Yeah, you think that's it? Honestly, yeah, I think so. I think if he switches it up and stops doing the paint. I mean, I'm, I'm even fine with the paint. Just like the woods and coming out with a fucking cane. And it's just, it's silly. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, he, he definitely works hard. So. Yeah. Uh, you can tell, man, the crowd gets to him a lot. You can tell. I've seen this numerous times at different shows. I first noticed it at the Acid Cup. Um, even last night, you know, like, um, Adekio and fucking, you know, the Cookie Guy and all those guys, they're the ones that kind of give him a hard time. And uh, everybody else kind of, like, follows, you know what I mean? It's like one person says, fuck the beast. Everybody else says, fuck the beast. So yeah. they always seem to give him a hard time. And he really just, like, he, he fucking, it's almost like Gacy. He's, like, the like the GCW version of Gacy. <laughs> like, stares at him the whole match, you know, try to, like, fucking get under their skin. The and, crowd uh, loves that shit, though. Like, if they know they're under your fucking sure. skin, they're going to, like, they're like, dude, I can't wait to fuck that dude again next month. But, like, right. you know, so he's got to realize that he's feeding their fire, you know, by doing that shit. But, yeah, eh, giving them the exact reaction that they're going for. This is yeah. exactly what they want. Um. And it was funny because, like, I, I was talking to him before the show and shit. And you ever get that vibe, like, somebody says something when they walk by you, but it's, like, on purpose. Like, they kind of whisper it to themselves. But, like, you're yeah. like, oh, you, you've said that to get, like, an attention or, you know, whatever. So, mm-hmm. after this match, I could tell he was fucking pissed off because he just worked his ass off. And the reaction is, fuck the beast. You know, and it's, and it's yeah. like home hometown and home place and everything. So, he immediately, like, literally, next before the next match is over, dude, no paint. He's got his gear on. He's got his gear off. He's got regular clothes on. You know, I'm I'm GA. I'm standing by the fucking wall. This dude walks right by me. He's like, adios. And, and he said it in a way like, like, fuck this show, man. Like, my shit's done. I'm going home. You know? Not in a way like, uh, like peace out. I'll see you next time. He said it like kind of aggressively like, you know, fuck this show, dude. I, I did my match. I don't give a fuck. Stick around. Fuck this yeah. show. So you can tell it's getting to him. But yeah. if he's listening, man, dude, you got to change your gimmick, man. I'm telling you. I've said it to him in person. It's it, it would work in the '90s. Right now, dude, it's it's just it's not gonna work. Just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Cannonball being in on GCW though? I mean, good. I mean, you know, that, that's kind of right up his alley. He does that type of shit. He'll he'll, he'll he'll gladly step into those type of matches, which is you know the majority of their cards at this point. Yeah. So yeah, cool. I mean, he was working there when you know I first started going. Right. And the rogue. To, yeah. yeah, the rogue thing and the. Yeah, I think he was with Brandon Kirk, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, he was doing his thing there, and then they stopped using him, and then now CCW stopped using him, so I guess that kind of opens doors for him to... I, I mean, I think he would have worked for both, but for whatever reason, he wasn't. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. 
Yeah. Next matchup was uh, Tony Deppen going against uh, Eli Everfly. Oh, yeah, okay. This match actually was a lot better than I expected. Um, dude, that Eli kid is fucking crazy, man. I don't know if you ever watched any of the stuff that he did with GCW in the past few months, <laughs> but yo, he, he, he's got to be like 4'8". There's no way this dude is 5 feet. 4'8"? Yeah, dude. He's like literally, like, dude, I'm 5'8", and I like literally tower two heads over him. You know, like the guy is like legally a midget. Um, but he's fucking amazing like he's so acrobatic and it's just it's like art watching this dude just fly in the air but he's so fucking little like you've obviously seen Austin Aries in real life yeah how small he is yeah he's pretty small way smaller than Austin Aries dude it's like it's crazy yeah like you could literally just pick this dude up and just fucking throw him against the wall no problems yeah uh, I I feel like compact motherfuckers have it easier with that like doing flips and shit and like oh, yeah. i see some of the way they they fucking climb and uh, you know and the obstacle races i do shit's shit's definitely harder when you're fucking six foot and up so i don't know but yeah um he seems to be entertaining from the few things i've seen i haven't really seen much other than clips and uh i saw him on a deathmatch russell podcast uh that was a you know live streaming video cast oh, yeah. i saw him on that 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 didn't go quite as well, but um, you know, he tried. He did try, but um, he could hear Dave, so that's <laughs> that's as far as they got. And he could see him, and Dave could hear him and see him. So I still don't understand what the issue was, but yeah, I gotta watch a few of his kids' matches, so it's not like the highlight of what I've seen of him. Right, that's <laughs> awful, man. But uh, really good fucking match, man. He did some crazy, crazy dives. The one thing that really stuck out to me was uh. Real weird spot, but it it, it worked. Um, Deppen, who's much much bigger than him, and Deppen's not a big dude. <laughs> That's Deppen, ridiculous. Yeah, but Deppen <laughs> is like a fucking. He's a monster next to this that guy. Sounds crazy. Insane. So basically, what Deppen does is you remember that that uh that that bump with a uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Spike Dudley like back in ECW where he picked him up and fucking just chucked him in the crowd. Yeah. Okay, so he did the same exact thing. You know, he was walking around fucking lifting him up and he was like which side which side and you know my side fucking you know pop big for it fucking picks this dude up and like this is how you can tell how light this guy is because again Deppin, not a big dude (laughs) fucking just launches this guy like he's just a little fucking just a beetle or some shit man just fucking just throws him like four or five fucking rows in and people were just just fucking caught him and it was it was fucking it was it was a nice spot i liked it um, this all sounds absurd to me. It's, <laughs> like it's it crazy. Just, uh, it sounds crazy. Like Tony Deppin fucking gorilla pressed him and ran around asking who wants it and yeah. fucking like what? The yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah, I don't Next know month Deppin is gonna wrestle my fucking twin eight year olds and fucking handicap match. Yeah, dude. Like what? Kenny Omega might. <laughs> but um, that was a good match, man. And uh, Tony Deppin he retained. Um, but anybody that's not familiar with Eli Everfly, go, uh, go check him out. He's, he does some, uh, some real crazy shit. Um, Viking War Party. You remember those dudes? We saw them yeah. in that Jersey All-Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they made their debut last night. Okay. Just, um, John Wayne Murdoch and, uh, Reed Bentley, which it's, it's real weird. Cause remember, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you watched that show where Reed Bentley was just getting fucking booed out of the building. Like people right. really turn heel on, on, they, they turn on, uh. The, the rejects and uh, maybe because uh john wayne murdoch was asking them all for money like the week prior and they're like you know what fuck these guys like this yeah. dude asked me for pizza money yesterday like i don't i'm not a fan of his anymore yeah but uh yeah man i don't know man they're, they're starting to warm up again to them okay got uh got plenty of rejects chance and all that shit this is more of a brawl 
which I appreciated. I, it's it's really fucking weird because GCW is the perfect fit for John Wayne Murdoch to do the crazy deathmatch stuff. And it seems like when he's in GCW, he's doing like wild brawls, you know, like the most he'll do is like barbed wire, which is fine. I'm sure they're going to, you know, once they separate from uh, Reed Bentley, he'll, he'll be doing the TOSs and, and GIs mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, But a uh, really good fucking match. I mean, stiff, you know, they, they do the, the fucking the bar fight gimmick. They sit the chairs down, beat the shit out of each other. Went all over the crowd. They had uh, barbed wire boards and barbed wire bats. Uh, they had a staple gun, which um, I want to say the guy's name is Al- Alex Rudolph or something like that. The bigger dude, okay. Viking. Uh, yeah. Hairy ass one. So he took yeah, a bunch of uh, staples. Yeah. Took a bunch of staples to the head, to the chest, fucking all, all across his arms. He was just covered in dollar bills. Now, um, which dudes were it? Was it? Because uh, I know there was three. It, it's, it's Jake, the little one, and okay. uh, the hairy one. I don't know what happened to the fat dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, that's like your guy, right? I actually, I mean, ironically enough, I love uh, fat dudes that that bleed a lot in the ring, but uh, yeah. not so much him. I don't know. I, uh, not I, him. I, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd prefer having uh, him and him and uh, the fucking mid-sized hairy one, because uh, the little one is more like a cruiserweight. He doesn't kind of uh, doesn't really fit in. But um, this match was all right, man. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a hardcore match, you know, thumbtacks and all that good shit. And uh, the rejects, of course, retained. Um, it was funny because, you know, like, Gage comes out and he's like, who's the man? And, you know, people will say his name and, you know, shit like that. So this this dude from the Viking War Party, Alex, comes out and he's like, what's my name? And he's like, of course, nobody fucking knows. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know if he actually meant it to be, like, funny or if he was going for, like, what's my name? And people, he was expecting, like, a chant from, like, the Viking War Party. And he got nothing. So he's like, oh, yeah, whatever, dude. You guys are going to know me. Yeah. It's all right. Maybe next time. But, um... I don't know. Are you a fan of these guys? Yeah, I mean, I think they're good. Uh, brawling is seemingly what they do best because uh, that seems to be what they're doing on every show I've ever seen them on. Yeah, it's just like you know, crazy brawl matches, and the uh, the Jake Parnell kid seems like a good you know cruiserweight that'll take some crazy spots and stuff too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they're good guys to have around. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. Um, I don't know. I don't know who the headhunters are going to face next month in January. Um, I'm guessing it's probably going to be John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. I would love for the hit squad, uh, which again, Steve Mack, when I had him on the show, you know, you said the one match that Moff would probably do again as the hit squad would be against the Headhunters. Mm-hmm. But then again, he also said we wouldn't have old Jersey All Pro guys on Jersey All Pro. And what do you know next month, the hit squad, Homicide, Low Key, et cetera, et cetera, is on the right. So, is, uh, is the hit squad on that show, the Jersey All Pro show? They haven't been announced yet. Oh, on okay, the Jersey well, All Pro show? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, they have? Yeah, they announced uh, their return. And it's going to be oh, okay. low-key and homicide there, too. So, Right. I don't know about Joker. I know Joker's uh, back back to normal, I guess. Now, oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, he recovered, so he's, he's done with the therapy and all that stuff. But I don't Was know he at the GCW show? Or? No, no. I just saw it, I saw a post he put up a couple of weeks ago saying he's like back to work or something like that. So yeah. he's doing well. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to want to wrestle again. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I know when he got hurt, he, he was like, fuck that, man. <laughs> Way too close to just, like, ruining my life as far as, you know, his his actual job and shit like that. And it's, you know, it was like a basic movement that he got hurt on. So it wasn't even like, yeah, well, I'll try not to do that anymore. Like, it was a, just a basic movement. Right. And it fucked his shit up. So 
Yeah, I guess, you know, we'll see. I, I always hope to see him back, but, I mean, I'd, I'd rather his, his life go really well than anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Homicide uh, going against Matt Riddle, which a uh, bit of a dream match, I guess, here. Yeah. Um, probably could main event most cards, I would say. Um, sure. Really good fucking match, man. They, they stiffed it up. I thought this was Homicide uh, probably at his best over the last couple years that I've seen. You know, yeah. he was like really stiffing it up, like old school homicide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really stiffing shit up and just, just they were, they were, they were getting it, man. It was, it was a really good match. Uh, the main thing about this, Teddy Hart fucking shows up. Um, <laughs> Teddy Hart comes out, and I'm like, oh shit, like Teddy's back, and I'm excited because you know, fucking Jersey All Pro back in the day, man. They had Teddy Hart and Homicide feuding for what they built that shit up for like a year almost. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a big build up. And uh, that was a classic feud on the indies. I mean, you, you get any best of the indies from fucking Smart Mark or RF or anything from those years, and you're going to see Teddy Hart and, you know, um, Homicide on there eventually. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited about this. Fucking Teddy Hart comes out, distracts him, and uh, Homicide takes, like, one punch and fucking leaves the ring, which I thought was real weird. That kind of I was like, oh, dude, I really hope they don't end it on this. Like, fucking Teddy Hart shows up years after and, and fucking calls, calls, calls you. But, um... I guess he was, like, talking to Matt Riddle while Homicide was gone. Homicide runs back in the ring, and they start fucking just beating the shit out of each other. Like, you remember how, uh, like, almost like Teddy Hart and Janela started out that match? Where they were really, like, stiffing each other up? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but better. Like, they were fucking, they were just beating the shit out of each other. And these guys know each other well, obviously. Um, they've had some bad blood in the, bat, in, the in the past, so. I don't know, man. I really, really fucking love this shit, man. They came in the crowd. They, uh, they ruined my chair, you know, so I didn't have a chair for the rest of the night. Um, yeah. fucking just reckless throwing chairs at each other in the crowd just just real reckless shit man just fucking falling onto people just like it, it almost felt like a real brawl you know what I mean if that's the picture mm-hmm. that they wanted to paint they got it across because you know they were stepping on people it was it was like almost like a, like a shoot obviously it's a work but it it felt like a shoot because you're like oh, sh- oh shit dude like no security Shane in the shoots everything's a shoot no I said, it, I said it's fucking get the fuck out of here man I said it's a war but it, it felt like a shoot you know what I mean that's that's what they were going for um, uh, still real to still me still real to me damn it but uh, Matt Wolf is over here like freaking out and I'm like oh who's this kid gonna fucking help out <laughs> like this is this is security Jesus Christ this is, this is gonna uh, stop Homicide and Teddy Hart from getting in the crowd this guy uh, he probably thought it was real, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure he, he did. He probably actually thought it was real. But uh, the shit broke out and fucking went outside. Uh, you know, Lauderdale's out there, oh, don't let the fans in, don't let the fans out, don't let the fans out. You know, so again, they're even trying to sell it as, as a, you know, actual thing. Um, because usually it's, like, kayfabe is not a thing in GCW at all. <laughs> like, fucking, these guys are about to murder each other in the main event. If you go in the parking lot two hours earlier, they're they're you know, figuring out their spots and match right in the middle of the parking lot. So kayfabe is not really, yeah. you know, their thing. But uh, with this, I really enjoyed it because they, they wanted to make it feel like, you know, it's an actual angle and they're fucking, they're pissed at each other on, on blood. Um, and they were outside. They broke the fight up like five, six times. They left the ring, came back in and started beating each other up. So this this carried on for like a good, like 15 minutes. They just fucking brawled and the, the locker room emptied out and they fucking... Held them apart. They got away. It was it was real nice. I like this angle. Uh, so the next show, it's going to be Teddy Hart and Homicide, which, dude, they, you should have dragged this out to like TOS. I, I think like TOS would have been the perfect thing for this to be like non-tournament, and that would have been like the biggest shit on the show. 
but uh yeah, but, yeah mean, but i mean you know they gotta exist outside of tos it's fucking not even january yet so what are we talking about June? yeah but dude i mean in jersey all pro man that shit fucking that was like a huge build you know these guys they could yeah. at least drag this yeah. out for a couple months Jersey All Pro did, did the build so already, though. Like, so now it's just like, you again, motherfucker, bring it on, you know, and, and just go at it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the way the GCW is doing shit is they're just throwing on dream match after dream match. They're just hot shotting everything for the most part. It's just like, bam, here it is, here it is. So I think this is kind of like right up the alley of what they've been doing. I think they should involve a little bit more angles and a little bit more, you know, story and build behind things. But either way, I mean, if they're giving the fans what they want, and this is another just giving the fans what they want. Jersey All-Pro wasn't able to do it, you know, to bring it back together, uh, you know, in the past couple of years or anything like that. And I, there was plans for them to try to do that. I know they were talking about it. And boom, fucking GCW, here you go. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to build something when they're not really building anything else, might as well just fucking do it. I mean, who knows what, you know, Teddy Hart was just, borderline locked up or, or about to be locked up or whatever the fucking case was so just fucking get it done i think he was locked up for like three weeks or four yeah. weeks or whatever yeah i think that's that's what he mentioned yeah. in the promo somewhere i wonder but, if he's gang affiliated now he's very much gang affiliated yeah. most, likely. most likely uh yeah i mean i i hear you man i mean it's it's kind of their gimmick to just fucking throw on mad crazy ass cards and it's like the it's like the PWG of, of death matches. We've said it in the past, you know. It's like it's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like they get the craziest dream matches. And dude, I'm telling you, June Kasai 2018 100% has to be coming to GCW. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I see could see. And they it had like Marcus Crane call him out, and he's been doing it on Facebook, so you can tell like Marcus Crane is going to be the one to go against Kasai probably. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. That'd be good. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be a tournament. It has to be a tournament. So they'll probably do the same gimmick that they always do with foreign guys they'll give them to marcus crane first round gauge second round and then you know the finals so yeah gauge gauge kasai in the finals would be even better i mean that's that's at that point you gotta give kasai the tournament at that point they probably would i mean i don't i don't see why yeah Yeah. that's probably a i don't want to say like a stipulation for, for him coming in but i'm sure it would help you know but I mean, you know, but I mean, you know, to, to bring them to the finals with Gage, you're going to give Gage another tournament, you know, back to back years. I mean, you could, but it's, there's not a lot more excitement about that. But yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of tournaments, I'm surprised. Uh, um, wait, actually, no. Matt Tremont won the last uh, GCW tournament, didn't he? Or was that Nick uh, Gage? Uh, Nah, he, he, nah won he, he won the last one. one. Yeah, he won the last yeah, one because he, he had the belt. Okay. And and he won that. And and he won that. Uh, the first one, Gage won, I right? Think so yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I mean. I'm I'm surprised uh, GCW give, didn't give him that win, because um, you know he's won every single tournament, and since he's like primarily like a CZW slash GCW guy now, um, he can't say he's won every tournament anymore because he's never won the GCW one. And to retire from that and not win a GCW one, um, I don't know, just kind of shocking. What do you mean? Well, because he's never won the actual tournament in GCW, Tremont. Didn't he, oh. the, didn't he win the? No, he didn't win. No, he didn't win. Wait. Yeah, I thought he won. One yeah, I thought he won one of those too. Didn't he? Wasn't that the finals? Wasn't that the finals with Gage two times? One he won, one he didn't. Was it? Was it at a? Yeah, I mean there. Yeah, I mean there. There were both tournament matches in the finals, and I he won one of them. I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess the first. 
So he yeah. For some reason, I thought yeah. I thought the second one was at NGI, which it was. But I thought the first one was yeah. at like a random show. I didn't realize it was at nah. TOS. Nah, TOS and he won. TOS and he okay, won okay. it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Fair enough then. Not much. But yeah. all right. Well, uh, I think this is after this we had the intermission. I want to say, and um, after that we had Jimmy Lloyd dressed uh, as like an elf slash Santa hat slash the whole Fuck. the whole Santa Claus gimmick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh-huh. he did that at CZW too. All right. Um, Oh, great. So, look forward to that. Uh, he came out, and he's going against Schlack in a fucking Christmas death match. Um, I usually hate these types of gimmicks, but they actually this was pretty cool. They had uh, a couple different like trees, like mini trees, and, and an actual regular-sized tree, a bunch of um, bulbs, and just insane amounts of tubes. Um, I want to say Jimmy Lloyd may have won this match. I don't know. I kind of... You don't know. You don't know. I don't, you don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Not this one. Yeah, so this was this was really good. If you don't know who won the match, it wasn't bad. I want to say uh, this is probably uh, he didn't have any botches. I can tell you that. No botches. I uh, how do you know? You didn't even want to know who won the fucking match. You're gonna tell me none of the moves went wrong. Whole fucking match. I just don't remember the outcome. All the moves are all the moves are super smooth, and I don't know who won. Get the fuck out of here. I I'm upset that there was no fucking Schlack Christmas promo going into this fucking thing. Yeah. What the fuck? Schleck? What the fuck? Schleck? Yeah, I would expect that actually. It's kind yeah. of like a given. No. I want just like I want just schleck like a slack fucking weekly fucking promo on anything in life. Just just cut like a fucking two to five minute promo on whatever the fuck's going on. You know, if you got an upcoming show, do it on the show. If not, fucking you know. Just random week. Just random week. Weekly with slack. Yeah, I would love to have him. You know. I have no name for this segment. He'd probably be better off naming it. Yeah, I would love to hear like a like a weekly recap of a new slash wrestling with Schlack. That show would be fucking entertaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I think they had the one spot where they took the the tree out of the ring and he just fucking like threw it at Jimmy. <laughs> I'm sure it probably fucking hurt because uh, it's a real tree. Uh, but there was a there was a couple of cool weapons here. Not, again, nothing really like stood out. I remember it was a fucking bloodbath and it was obviously a ton of fucking tubes. So. I'm sure uh, for the for the death someone, matches. And someone won. One of two people won. One of two people won. One match that Who's I know that? that you would probably fucking love is uh, Alex Colon and G Raver. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'd love to match. Alex is a dickhead. Yeah, but... he fucking cut you. But uh. I mean, never mind. Yeah. I mean, never mind. Cut accidents fucking happen. Well, you're not like sorry enough to check on a motherfucker like ever. <laughs> like you just fucking move on with your life. Like fucking eh, whatever. I had motherfucking wrestlers hitting me up left and right. Like, dude, you okay? Fucking Zandig calls me the next morning. Alex is like, moving yeah. on. Fuck yourself. Like he gave me like a my bad. Like that day. Like go fuck yourself. Otherwise, good. Yeah. Nah, you're all right. Was barely even out of his mouth. I mean, he had giant wounds in his back and shit too so i'm not gonna like shit on him for not like you know fucking standing by my side for too long because like when he finished his match he was fucked up so i'm not even like that critical on like how it went down that day but it takes you literally no fucking time to shoot somebody a message like any time after that going like dude you're right or fucking can i fucking you know can i can i get do anything for you you know what i mean like yeah anything just you know, just, you know just i don't know it's just a dick it's move it's it's not something i'm like oh he fucking owes me for life but yeah i do have a scar forever for you know from it and you know it is what it is he's just always gonna be a dick to me so yeah it's unfortunate 
Yeah, I don't know. He's but going, he's yeah. but he's a great worker. I mean, he, he's definitely a guy who I think should be booked on every show. The fans should just fucking stay away from him. And uh, you know, yeah. this this match was probably awesome. What happened? Yeah, Carlos Colon won. Actually, Carlos Colon. Oh, no, no, no. What's the name? Alex Colon. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even fucking know. Match. Won the last match. What Colon? One of the Puerto Ricans, dude. Yeah. Could have been fucking you go boss, that Cologne. It could have been anything. Cool water won this match. No, Alex Cologne. Alex Cologne. They're not related, are they? I'm going to go with no. Carlos Cologne hit me up and asked me if I was alright. Not Alex. Not Alex. WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was like, dude, you alright? I heard. And Alex Cologne didn't give a fuck. Nah, he's like, nah, he's like, fuck it. Oh shit! But yeah, this was a this was a light tubes match. Um, pretty much nothing but light tubes. Just absolute. I think they had three um, log cabins. They had probably a good five or six bundles, like a hundred single tubes, and uh, they did a ton of crazy shit, man. What I I was really fucking impressed with Alex, man. Alex is definitely stepping it up, and this dude. For somebody that didn't come up as a deathmatch guy, has really, 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 really shaped himself to be a fucking, just like the future of deathmatch wrestling. Because this guy, yeah. he's innovative yeah. too. You know, he does some shit that you, I don't even know what to call it, with light tubes. And him and G-Raver, I think they really complement each other well when it comes to, uh, like, styles and they have good chemistry. There was no botches or anything. Um, real cool shit, man. But uh, it was fucking glass flying yeah, everywhere. We've... Was, we've pointed out my, pointed out my least favorite things about Alex Colon, but that would definitely be my favorite thing about Alex Colon. Is I think in death matches he is very innovative. Like you said, uh, he does a lot of crazy like suplexes with a tube involved, or you know this move with a tube involved. And I like that. You know, a lot of the, the death matches it's just become like very fucking. You know, just repetitive. Or okay, you set some shit up in the corner. Irish whip, front flip. You know, front flip bump in the corner. You know, uh, oh, you set this up in the ring. Standard suplex into it. You know, what I mean, like there's there's a lot of shit where it's like it's crazy. It's not not crazy, but you've seen the same exact movements out of just about every match. And you know, that's that's what I like about you know your G Ravers, who's a great wrestler. And, um, you know, Alex, you get those guys in a ring, they can fucking go, like, fast-paced, you know, all sorts of different moves, not just your standard, you know, Irish whip this, you know, you know, shot to the head, you know, with the tubes, you know, he, they really incorporate deathmatch wrestling into real wrestling, um, like, fast-paced wrestling, you know, and that's what I like the most about it, um, it definitely, you know, makes it a little bit harder for the people to go, that's not wrestling, when you see some fucking super quick lucha shit with a tube in there and it's like everything was wrestling, everything was wrestling until that happened and then uh, you know i mean it, i think it definitely helps the genre um you know just being able to incorporate those things into some really good fucking wrestling i think that's exactly what it was it was a lot of like uh luchador moves and just incorporating light tubes into them you know in, in, in yeah. clever little ways but um dude the, towards the end the crowd was like starting to die and again this is the issue that that they always have you know, you got fucking suplex after suplex through tubes from the top rope and power bombs and fucking double stomps. And it's just like, oh, shit. Damn, dude, that's crazy. You know, yeah. what, what it's, it, and, and the main issue is, like, you look at the beginning of the car, and I get why they do it. Because um, they don't want to have, like, fucking six-hour six shows. So the beginning of the car doesn't have any light tubes because it's easier to clean. 
You know, they have like right. the regular matches. Right. They have use a couple thumbtacks. Might bleed a little bit, but they save all the crazy shit after intermission. That way, it's like oh, light tube after light tube. You don't have to really clean that much. You know, um, I get why they do it because the cleanup is a fucking pain in the ass. Imagine if they did like every other match, like one death match, one regular. It would take forever to clean. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as the the pacing, man. I mean, I I really think that's that's their main challenge. That's something they need to work on because. For some reason, man, I feel bad for G Raver. We talked about this against Arrow Boy, fucking killer match. Nobody gave a fuck. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. You know, and maybe, you know, and maybe if they got you know a bigger crew, you know, cleanup crew and shit, and it wasn't just like fucking window liquor, Matt Wolf, to fucking you know, like here's a broom, hurry up, and it's like, dude, this is gonna take him like forty five minutes if it's just him. Like you know, I mean, get like fucking five guys that just come in there, you know, one holds the trash can, the other one's you know, two or three guys sweeping, just fucking knock it out, because because you do. I mean, if you have guys that aren't looking to do death matches. And then you want to put it in between two death matches. You really got to clean that shit up to keep those guys safe. You know, you want to go crazy with the crazy shit. Fine. But the people who didn't sign up for that aren't really trying to get fucking all cut up for no reason. Yeah. Especially, so, not, getting especially not getting credit for it. Because if it's not a light tube match and you wind up with a fucking scar off of it, fans aren't going to give a shit. So, you know, why would you do that? Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened with that uh, Teddy Hart and Joey Janela match. Remember that one? That was like midway yeah. through all the death matches, and fucking Teddy got cut up a couple of times, and he wasn't happy about that. Nah. Um, nah. But yeah, man, I mean, he got, it, they got a good reaction in the beginning, but towards the end, it was really dying, and, and it really, it killed the next match. Because, uh, and this this was probably like my my second favorite match of the show, G. Raven and uh, Alex Colon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the main mm-hmm. uh, was absolutely insane, which we'll get into, but they, they fucking, they delivered, man, 100%. I would definitely, uh, Go out of your way to check this out. Tons of fucking spots. Like I said, suplexes and fucking double stomps and all kinds of luchador moves. With, uh, mm-hmm. So definitely check that out. I hope they bring him back, man. He got a please come back chant. Alex hey. Cologne. So hey. I'm sure he'll be coming back. Cannonball, same thing. You got a please come back. Eli Everfly. Um, all those dudes, pretty much. Uh, next match. You got anything else on that? On G River, Alex Cologne? No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Right. Next match. Marcus Crane going against Eric Ryan. Um, Eric Ryan comes out with like the the Hawk, um, Mohawk, like from Legion of Doom, Road Warriors. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He's doing that yeah. gimmick now. Um, and this was a fucking razor boards and boards of gussets match with light tubes, of course. Side of light tubes. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Marcus Crane, probably one of the fucking craziest people out there. Like, he's, he's, oh, yeah. Just, oh, know, yeah. This dude is insane. Eric Ryan, man, I'm telling you, man, this guy does not get enough credit. You know, we've both seen him in CZW, and he's he's done some crazy shit, but he's really fucking stepping up. Like, that match with Ciclope on, on the last show they had at, in Howl, man, that fucking stole the show. And I wasn't even an Eric Ryan fan. I didn't give a fuck about that match. I walked into it like, oh, I'm probably going to walk out. And they fucking just started murdering each other, and I was like, oh, whoa, shit. That wasn't the Eric Ryan I remember from TOD or, you know, Tangled Web and shit, you know. Yeah, sure, he was doing some crazy scaffold dives, but... He wasn't taking tubes like this, you know. Well, Tangled Web, well, Tangled Web he almost fucking carved his own scalp off. For whatever reason, he, he bladed himself like like one-man mass transit. He was just like, I'm just going to scalp myself for fucking living. Like, all right, bro. It was a little much. So uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, doubt him doing some crazy shit because that was pretty self-inflicted crazy shit. Uh, the crowd was absolutely fucking dead for this shit. 
Like, fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, that's a shame. And it is a goddamn shame because this match was really fucking good. I would probably say the third best match of the, of the night as far as, you know, it's absolute insanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the razor boards and the gussets are absolutely fucking just blocking the, everyone's view. Can't see shit, right? Like, that's half the rank. It's half the people's view. So yeah. people are bitching yeah. and complaining. And as soon as Marcus Crane goes head first through the gussets and fucking pops out, like, you know, like like the shining scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pop his head out like like uh, Jack Nicholson fucking shining. And uh as soon as he did that, dude, there was a fucking chant that a small chant, but a chant nonetheless that came out that said that was worth it. <laughs> you know, like not see the rest of the match, you know. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. that was a really clever spot. Um the razor boards, man, he got a fucking power bomb, he got suplex. Like Crane is is fucking nuts with that shit, man. Like Every fucking show, bird spikes or scissors or fucking razor blades. This guy, sir, if you were listening, please calm down, man. You you can't do this every fucking show, man. Yeah, he's he's gonna die. Um, um yeah, that that spot I I saw someone you know put out that clip of that spot where his head goes through the fucking <laughs> door. That that's a nutty fucking spot, man. Like I don't know if they did any kind of like pre-breaking of that table for his head to clearly go through that way because. I, you know, I know those are hollow core doors, but you still got to hit it pretty fucking hard to get your head all the way through it. I mean, everyone's punched a hole in a door, you know, in one of those hollow doors at some point or another. At least I think everyone or maybe I have more of a rage problem than I think. But uh, I I haven't done that in you know, many, many years. That was more like a teenage thing. But um, I never really did doors. Okay, but I mean, you probably know somebody. I can't imagine no one that's listened to this podcast hasn't punched a hollow core door. But you're, you know, you get a good dent in it. You usually get through the first part of it. But I, I don't know many people that have like waved to someone on the other side after punching the fucking door. So to, you know, just put your head directly clear through the other side of the door is uh, it takes it takes a little bit of fucking force and. uh yeah, man, he's he's nutty, and and to know that there's gussets on the other side of that thing, I don't know if his head hit gussets or if he went in between them or what, because I can't imagine his head hit gussets and and put that much force through it too. But, um, but who knows? He's fucking crazy. So, um, yeah, good shit, good shit. Yeah. Um, his head didn't hit the gussets. I don't think. What happened with him is I saw him uh like commenting on like Louis' post or something, um, where he's talking about his shoulder was really fucked up. And I guess okay. Louis was Louis okay. was uh, helping him fucking uh, clean that up after the match. And he said the spot that really messed up his shoulder, I guess, was this. Because when his head went okay, through it, yeah. his shoulder okay. yeah, the, I, got the um, gusset. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. He said something about my shoulder was bleeding yeah. out. <laughs> so I put a, like all my shirts on it. Yeah. And that stopped for a minute. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? And then Louis' next comment is, damn, brother, I wish I had some glue. It's like, nobody, nobody fucking brought super glue to this to the death match show. <laughs> Yeah, and then he said some. And shit then he like, said yeah, some shit like, "Yeah, I put a bunch, I, I put a bunch of shirts on it because it was bleeding out, and, uh, and, and uh, slowed that that slowed it down a bit. Not home yet. Not home yet. I got like five hours left in this drive. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? That's awful. Holy That's shit. Awful. Yeah. Nah, dude. Seriously, if uh, like, we should just start bringing in fucking Super Bowl, man. I felt I felt awful that like this guy like killed himself that night, and not there wasn't enough super glue to fucking you know close him off. Yeah fans, yeah. yeah, fans bring the wound Yeah, treatment. dude, that's what I'm saying. Fans fucking bring like <laughs> like sixty dollars worth of thumbtacks. Bring some fucking super glue for afterwards, man. Don't be dicks. You know. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> now the fans are dicks for not helping them close. The yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you know, GCW is going a little fucking overboard. You're like, come on, fans, you can't stop my bleeding. Like, uh, I didn't know that that was a part of Campion EMT on the fucking weekend, dickhead. Uh, oh man, Dallas store super glue. Just fucking just give them give them a side of a uh, super glue with it, you know. But uh, yeah, man, <laughs> it was fucking nuts. Uh, I forgot they obviously used tattoo needles for the G Raver and Alex Cole match too. If you didn't, if you didn't figure that out, um, yeah. But uh, this takes us to the main event. But before we get into the main event, man, let me let me mention this real quick because you talked about uh, you know getting five guys to sweep up the ring and clean that shit up real fast and yeah. keep the show moving. Yeah. Um, the only person fucking sweeping the ring nowadays, it's not even Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf has graduated to being a security guard, so he's not okay. doing he's not doing okay. that anymore. Oh, yeah. well, he's not oh, even yeah. carrying. Well, I mean, someone needs building. to secure the building. Yeah. yeah, he's international. He's not even fucking carrying tubes anymore. He's you just security. No you know, there's no one's GCW. invading GCW. <laughs> fucking uh, coincidence. I coincidence? Think I think yeah. not. <laughs> but um, they fucking know better. Yeah, well, which we'll get into that after uh, after we review this, I guess. We'll get into what do you think is yeah. going to happen and your theory about this whole thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. so guess guess who's fucking sweeping the ring, dude? Who's that? It's sad. Who's that? I, I, and honestly, it, it pissed me off. Louis fucking sweeping the ring. Why is Louis sweeping the ring? He's just a nice guy. He's just a nice guy. But that, I mean, nice he's guy. a nice guy that's willing to help you out, know, you know, possible. anywhere possible. So I don't even so think, I don't even like think it's someone like telling him, like, hey, like, sweep oh, the ring. He'd be like, oh, I got it, brother. You know, like, but, you know, like, but in the same token, like, yeah, you should put together a fucking squad to get that shit, you know, fucking swept up real quick. And, you know, just, I mean, it'll help the speed of your shows. I don't think it's necessarily having to pay guys either. I mean, you have enough fans that. I mean, look, man, IWA Deep South is having them fucking string up razor wire. Like, you can give five guys to grab a broom. I don't think it's that crazy. Uh, I mean, the first show or one of the first shows we went to, um, there was a dude with his like his asshole hanging out of his fucking sweatpants. Oh, he's always there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a story about him too. He just doesn't sweep anymore. No, no, he's still there. He's still there. He just doesn't sweep anymore. Yeah, I mean, that dude had, like, no drawstring. He had, like, major fucking wardrobe malfunction issues going on while you sweep in the fucking ring. And, like, he'd stop to fucking eyeball you if you said some shit and, like, hey, fuck you. No, I mean, can you just put, like, the fucking... If you just put, like, your asshole away and it's just, like, strictly crack, maybe we can, you know, fucking move on with our experience. But I like The back of your balls are hanging out. Like, it's a little it's a little much, like DeVito, man, from, uh... From Bam Margera, his uncle. Yeah, he's the exact it's, same guy. Just, looks exactly the same, too. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think you could probably fucking uh, scrape together a couple of guys that aren't, you know, major deathmatch names, you know, to sweep the goddamn ring. But it's just me. Yeah, my, well, my whole thing is just, like, I'm sure Louis probably not charging him to do fucking announcing or anything like that. You know what I mean? He's probably just doing that as a favor. It's like, all right, dude, don't, don't have him fucking sweep the ring, too, you know? Yeah, it's just out of All respect, right. you know. There's enough fucking students and wannabes that'll fucking are, are more than happy to step in the ring and get a free, uh, you know, GCW hoodie just to be able to get on camera for two seconds and sweep up the ring. We don't have to have that guy do it, but uh, it is it is what it is. All right, let's get into this uh, fucking main event. Did you see any clips from this at all? A couple. You sent me a couple. You sent me a couple, and uh, yeah, I mean, it looked crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Go ahead, I mean, go, go ahead, go go into the match. I know. Um, I I saw something where they um they started having the match, and then during the match they said, "Fuck that, take the ropes down, let's put up barbed wire," which I guess you know sounds like a good idea because like you know it's spur of the moment type shit. But when they did the second match on fucking cinder blocks, like I feel like you should have started the match with a fucking wire up. But you know, maybe it worked. Maybe it was a good spur of the moment. You know, hey, let's turn this motherfucker up type of thing you know that's clearly what they were going for they were going for something like yeah like we're not done here like this fucking you know it was meant to i think build like more of a shock and awe during the match rather than just here's wire let's start the match so what was your thoughts and tell me more about overall i think uh the best one out of this whole trilogy was the first one. I think that that was just yeah. fucking like it's it's it's, impo- it's almost impossible to top that. Like once you do some shit like that, dude, it's just like all right, you started out with the biggest bang you can possible. Yeah. Um, that TOS yeah. match was just fucking nuts, and then cinder blocks, and then this. Now, what I really liked about this is is this was like a fucking Iron Man match. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, solid yeah. like forty forty five minutes. Right. Just, well, right. I mean, the first well, one was that long. Was it? I don't think it was as long yeah. as this, though. Yeah. Dude, this, this, this seemed like a marathon. The first one was the first one was long as yeah. fuck. Yeah, I don't and know. The finals, and the finals, it was it was long as, shit. Long as yeah. shit. But anyway, this, they started out putting tubes all around the ring on the ropes, um, and I was really surprised because, like, typically it takes them a while to, uh, you know, set it up and all that stuff. But um, so I, I instantly wanted to. I always like to be surprised, so I don't go inside during like that intermission portion, so I can just walk in and just like, oh shit, like I have no idea what they're setting up. Um, so I went in and I just like saw like some tubes around the ring, and I was like, oh, I, I thought they were gonna fucking take the ropes down and fucking set this bitch on fire or some shit, because there's no other way to top the the rest of the stuff they've done. Right. But um, right. so they started out with the tubes, you know, smashed it all over the place, just traded tube after tube, stiffness, just fucking back back body drop onto you know, bundles and smashing bundles over each other's heads. The typical thing that you would expect um, from, a, from a Matt Tremont and Nick Gage trade-off. Um, after that happened, fucking just bloodbath. And then I was like, all right, where, where are they going to go with this? Because, you know, if this is it, I don't, I don't want to say it's a letdown because it's fucking insane regardless. Yeah. But, how, yeah. you know, where are we going from here? Um, then they fucking put a second round of tubes on. And uh, I don't know, I want to say maybe there was probably like a good, like, 60... 70 tubes every time they put it up. Um, uh-huh. Used up all that shit, and then they brought in this fucking, uh, I guess, this this gimmick that they have with a bunch of two-by-fours that they fucking, you know, nailed together, and they had, uh, you know, barbed wire all around it, um, which they've used in, you know, Cage of Death and all that stuff before. But this one was fucking huge. You know what I mean? The size of this thing was massive. Like they, a Caribbean like spider, a Caribbean spider right, web. Right, right, right. All around, like, you know, two-by-fours, and it was fucking huge. Yeah. It was like a, yeah. the size of a fucking... You know, huge big ass bed. Um, they brought that shit out, and uh, they both fell through it. And I guess it had it probably had some panes of glass. I couldn't really see it, but I saw the glass splash in the air. So I don't maybe it was tubes, but it looked like it was fucking panes of glass on top of it, or maybe below it. Um, and they got stuck in there pretty bad, man. I mean, uh, they were tangled up. Probably took them like five minutes to get them out. Um, and then while while they were doing this, I'm like, oh shit! Like, is is this? Because I thought one of them got really fucked up. Um, then they started, you know, stiffing each other up, trading trading shots, tubes, and they, they told them to fucking take the ropes down. And meanwhile, they're taking the ropes down. These guys are just beating the shit out of each other. It wasn't a case of, like, awkwardness where they're, like, both laid out and they're, like, you know, taking the ropes down because I thought that would, that would be weird. 
But um, they're just in the middle of the ring, fucking just trading shots while they're taking the ropes down. So it, it kept it moving. It was like a good flow to the match. Um, at no right. point did I feel like you know them taking the ropes down, you know, took away from the match or anything. But uh, or you know the flow anyway. But um, overall, it was fucking crazy. I mean, it's just like it's exactly what you expected. You know, it's just insane amounts of tubes, and uh, just a bloodbath. But the first one. I don't think anything can really top that anymore, man. I mean, the... yeah, yeah. I mean, the first, one... I mean, the first one was probably one of the best, if not the best, death match I've yeah. ever seen. Um, it, it's unfair to the second one because the second one, you know, fucking Tremont said himself, it's, it's probably the most painful match of his fucking career because those cinder blocks, the you know, it wasn't really cinder blocks. It was like paving block, which I don't think is less painful than cinder blocks. I'm just trying to be accurate on my description. Um, if anything, I think the paving blocks are probably more painful because there's no hole in the middle to give you, you know, any kind of gap. But uh, yeah, I mean, every bump had to hurt so much more than anything you would do in a ring. So I mean, it it's unfair to that match because you, you probably don't realize how fucking crazy that match was. You know, just I face value. I mean, it, it's it's so much more severe. Every little thing is that much bigger. But again, I mean, visually and everything, that first match was just untoppable. So, um, yeah, and, and to finish to the second match, too, with that fucking superplex through, like, the most amount of light tubes people have probably oh, fell under at once. I mean, it's it's so many fucking tubes with the, um, what was that, the uh, lattice, the, when it was, you know, in between the lattice holding the fucking tubes up. Such a great visual and uh, just absolutely insane out of those guys. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen this match yet, but the fucking first two of the trilogy was just amazing so Yeah. Uh huh. What? Uh, I don't know. Uh. Overall, I thought a uh, huh. good fucking show. And um, Nick Gage obviously won this match. Therefore, he is the new GCW World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he's gonna be defending it next month. I'm guessing. Uh, against who that i do not know overall my only complaint about this was the fucking weather and once again too much violence that uh probably tone needs to tone down a little bit if you want to fucking get a huge pop for the main event and uh, yeah it's, yeah, rough, for it's to, rough for them to you know keep, the, you know, momentum keep the momentum going and everything and, and not lose anything as far as man people are taking fucking <laughs> lifelong scarring bumps and it's like eh, maybe people will remember that and maybe not <laughs> it's just like holy shit yeah I can't imagine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Maybe once uh, or if you check this out, you know, obviously you'll, re- you'll review it. <laughs> say your thoughts on it. Um, yeah. Okay. Kick radio, or maybe we'll get back to it on here on the Collab Show. But, sure. uh, sure. Let's talk about uh, the, the, your whole Cage of Death theory real quick because I don't even know about it. You want to save it for the show. Uh, what do you think is happening with this whole GCW and CZW situation? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what's happening. I just, I've seen so much of this shooting, working, working, shooting. It's to the point where I, like, I, I can't even read the shit anymore. It's really getting on my fucking nerves. Um, 
you know, there's people that's just like, they're the most outlaw, badass motherfuckers on the planet, like fucking unstoppable, the fucking like, all right, settle down. I, you know, and what, what Brett wrote, um, as much as I am not a Brett Lauderdale fan whatsoever, what Brett wrote in that interview seems like the most honest um, wrap up of what happened, um, which is not what I would think he would put out. But um, he um, he pretty much said that, like, they were in talks to do this Um Talks kind of fell apart. DJ kind of passively just backed off of it. You know, it didn't really lay a hard line, which sounds like completely DJ. You know, it sounds like DJ being like fucking arrogant dickhead where he wouldn't even like, you know, where, where talks were happening, happening and being like right on the table and everything. He wouldn't even be like straight up and upfront about it and be like, yeah, we definitely can't do that. This and this happened. Maybe some shit in the future. He didn't really put a cap on it, you know. So just kind of was like, eh, and just kind of backed off of it. And then, um, uh, you know, the, the, the fucking kid, um, the artsy kid, uh, he, uh, you know, called fucking Gage and them, like when they're setting the cage up and said, Hey, let's just do it anyway. So they came. So it wasn't exactly like my analogy is this. It's like, it's like two parents were in, in talks with a family friend to, to let him come to Thanksgiving. And, um, Maybe they had a discussion, they had an, a disagreement. They kind of just stopped talking about it, and it, and it kind of came off the table, so to speak. And while the turkey's in the oven, their gay son gives them a call and says, "Hey, why don't you just come by anyway? I know you ain't got nothing to do. We got a lot of food and stuff." And yeah, and the guy shows up. So it's not exactly like Jim from the Exxon station bump, you know, busting through the front door, going, "Guess who wants stuffing?" You know, it's. It's something that was on the table at some point or another. So they might not have been on the same page that night. And I'm not saying like, oh, DJ was in on it the whole time. But it, it was like, hey, I thought we said no, guys. More so than just like, what could they possibly be doing here? Like, you know, like, so I, I think there's like a middle ground between like, you know, motherfucking home invasion shit that a lot of people are you know, putting it as, and, you know, yeah, up cover, you know, everybody planned it. Everybody was in agreement. I think it's somewhere in the middle there. So, um, but I don't know. I mean, Brett said himself that, um, DJ said, I'll call you when I'm back from Disney. So they, they did their little, you know, online thing, which, I mean, they clarify it saying this is not an advertisement for an actual appearance as far as DJ, you know, inviting DJ to come speak is, they knew he was still in fucking Disney world. The dude was posting like, pictures on the fucking monorail that morning like you know goddamn well he's not in fucking jersey or anywhere near it he was he ate some kind of like weird looking fucking uh mickey mouse cake uh today that uh looked like i don't know it shit was shiny it looked like fucking like the hood of a new car <laughs> he's like yeah it's cake he's like i don't know he's he's a fruit man he runs around in disney with no fucking kids and i mean what can he do but i think when he gets back He's going to explore whatever options there are, and he's going to get on the phone with Brett and figure out what they can make do with it. You know, I, I don't think he's like appalled and, and like it's I mean, maybe he was somewhat. But at this point, he's got to figure out what he's going to go forward with and, and what he's going to actually do. And I don't think it's off the table to turn into an angle. I really don't, um, because they're going to have to figure something out, you know, to come out the other side and save face um, on CZW's end, I think. And I mean, Brett might not want to entertain that, as he said in the thing, you know, they kind of got the upper hand. But in the same token, talent's got to work both places. So 
Um, what, and the other thing is, is um, what did Tremont say after? Because I'd heard some shit that Tremont was saying some shit after the match, saying that you know he's not going to be in GCW for some time or CZW for for a while now, or or uh, what did he say? Did he say? Yeah, did... I um, I left oh, when the match oh, happened. Okay. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. But uh nah, dude, fuck that man. You 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 got that you don't want to stick around the whole fucking thing when it's snowing outside and shit, man. I'm trying to get the fuck out of there. But uh no, I did see the clips though on, on Instagram afterwards. So uh that is exactly what he said. He said he's basically stepping down from GCW for a couple months to recover. And um he just needs to rest. And I mean you can tell when you look at the guy, I mean it's just it's, it's self explanatory. I mean the guy's hurting. Sure. It's been fucking like two years straight he's been just doing like Month after month, death yeah. matches, and just not even like you know bare minimum stuff. Just going balls out, just fucking insane. And these three matches would gauge enough. That, that that's like enough to put somebody out for two years, right there. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, did you see Nick Gage put up a post like a couple of days ago, basically saying that he's going to wrap it up soon? Really? Really? Yeah, he put that up. And 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 do what? I don't know. <laughs> like I, I guess know. he trained at the school or whatever. Yeah. Focus, Focus on, on gang, gang activities. activities. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I hope he doesn't wrap it up. I really want to start, soon, but I don't see that happening. I really want to start fucking uh, focusing on some uh, infrastructure within my gang. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what else we got, man? You got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap the shit up? I think that's pretty much it, man. Uh, I, I don't really watch wrestling, so it's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, Cody Rhodes got blonde hair now. He does. Yeah, I heard uh, he lost the title to Dalton Castle. Apparently, I haven't seen the match. Yeah, yet. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, I saw a clip of that. I saw a clip of uh, I guess the Dudley or uh, Bubba Ray Dudley and Tommy Dreamer like came in on the Briscoes or some shit. Um, I guess it was. Uh, yeah. I think I thought he was retired, but. I guess he's back. That's a uh, wrestling retirement yeah. for you. So, yeah, that's uh, that was final battle, right? Hello. Yeah. Um, any any word or th- have you heard anything like crazy fucking matches off of that? No, I know uh, one of the listeners, Russell. He actually uh, not not David C. Russell. Uh, Russell wanted uh, us to talk about the fucking Cody Rhodes and um, Dalton Castle match, which I told him you know provide me with the link and I'll watch it, but. I don't think the link is up yet. I mean, obviously, you know, Ring of Honor wants to sell the pay-per-views. They're not going to put it on YouTube, so all the clips are getting taken down. But if I see it, uh, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Um, Other than that, um, I saw Jericho apparently attacked Omega in New Japan, really bloodied him up and shit. uh, Is it a work or a shoot? shoot? (laughs) I don't know. I think it was a shoot. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I mean, you know. Fucking, fucking loose cannon. cannon. Yeah, man. They're fucking bullet club, man. It's probably a shoot. Hold them out to come and showed up anyway. Pun intended. Uh, but no, as far as the whole cage of death thing, man, I, I mean, we basically said that last week. You know, it's... it's They talked about it. It was supposed to be an angle. I think DJ didn't want to do it. Exactly like you said. They just went along with it. But that, to me, is, is, is kind of a shoot. Because, like, the guy doesn't want you to do it and you're still doing it anyway. Like, you don't give a fuck. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, it's, but it's... Okay. It's different, it's different than, like, than like if if no, if no one, one talked sure, about it or sure. anything, and that's that's initially the people, the people who were talking about it was talking about it that way. Like no, like, no one, one knew anything. No one had any idea there was anything. Like fucking, where the hell did they come from? Like that's not quite the way it was, you know. I mean, it was still not agreed upon. So I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, Gage is 
you know, always hanging out at CCW. I mean, I don't think it was a case of like, you know, there was there was so much bad heat and bad blood that it was a surprise that he showed up. He was there like earlier, you know, passing out flyers and shit all day with with Brett. So, yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, I don't know, man. it's weird. We'll see what happens out of it. Hopefully, tournament of death. If there, if, if DJ's smart enough, uh, instead of you know flying guys out from Japan and and uh, you know Mexico and all that, he'll capitalize on this because again, this fell right in his lap, just like Onita. So capitalize on it, make TOD some crazy shit, dude. I would love to see. I mean, Tremont's not gonna do it, so you know you could you could have a Schlack, you could have fucking Marcus Crane. Bring Marcus Crane to CZW, dude. Like what the fuck, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, but I mean how is he gonna blow someone, someone from Europe by bringing in Marcus Crane? I don't know if that's gonna work out at all. Yeah, he kind of looks like a European goth dude, you know, kind of like Jimmy Havoc. Maybe maybe I'll try to pass him off as Scottish or something. We'll see. He was in Hungary yeah. recently, so maybe we'll get some Hungarians. I think Marcus Crane's best option as far as being booked in CCW is make really, really good friends with someone somewhere that DJ wants to be booked. And then, and then as, a as a favor, he'll bring you in and put you over in order to kiss the ass of whoever you're now friends with. So that's, you gotta network, Marcus. That's how you gotta get in there. Yeah. Just keep doing the AAW shows. He loves AAW. He sits down with the management. You know, he can talk to them. There he Have them put a good word in for you. And the next thing you know, yeah. you'll be at the cage of death. Maybe main event and that shit. Yeah. yeah. Either, that Either that or start, start you know, turn turn, turn, like, a turn like a Disney gimmick, gimmick you, know? you know, and be like the be like the, the ultra violent Mickey Mouse or some shit, and he'll fucking bring you right in. Oh, dude, he'd mark out for it. Yo, did we ever talk about uh Japan asking Sammy Callahan to stop kissing dudes? No, we didn't. We did not, and uh, that is fantastic. That is fucking fantastic. I think I sent you that, or you sent me that, or somebody sent something. Dude, they put a fucking but, uh, yeah. out. I've never seen this in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, you know, Mr. Callahan is a tremendous worker, uh, but he has started this thing where he's kissing his opponents in the ring, and we didn't sign up for that. He did that on his own, and uh, we're going to need that to stop. <laughs> it's Japan does, like, super gay shit. Like, Dan Shoko Dino. Like, they do, like, really gay shit. Yeah. And they're, like, and they're like, uh, you're being a little too gay for us over over here. Um, if you could shoot, fucking that. stop that. It's a shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shoot. Like, uh, you know, you know, you're doing this this gay gimmick, or maybe it's a shoot. Um, but uh, we're gonna need you to stop that. We're gonna keep that in the bedroom. Thanks, Sammy. And and I mean, look, I, I've been saying this over and over and over. I I can't fucking stand it. It's turned me off of wrestling a lot. You know, it's definitely one of the factors that makes me not want to watch most wrestling because it's just I'm not looking to watch gay entertainment. I'm not. I, and when you do these kissing spots and these dick grabbing spots, like, do you really think like people are like, dude, you need to catch the DVD because he kissed the shit out of that dude on the third match, like halfway in, man, like. Yeah, remember last month's kiss? Fucking, Fucking this month's, month's kiss was crazy. Was crazy. This, this, this one, one like, like, dude, I, I honestly, I don't know, man. Like, probably, probably the best kiss in the history of wrestling. wrestling. Like, like, I mean, like, I mean, like when do you think that that actually gets over to the fact that like fans are like lamenting it and talking about it? Like, dude, you have no idea. Like, he he grabbed his dick like he. 
Like, he must have been, been, been thinking about that shit for a month the way he grabbed his dick this month. That shit was crazy. Dude. Like, I don't, it's just, it's not cool like that. Like, maybe people get, like, a quick chuckle the first couple times it happened or this and that, but, like, not enough where, like, you make it a monthly thing where, like, these dudes are all kissing each other. Like, everyone from Ohio outside of LeBron James is, like, making out with dudes in the fucking ring. Like, I... You know, I think if LeBron was a wrestler, he'd be fucking cuddling with dudes, too. Like, this shit is crazy as hell. Ohio was for gay wrestlers, as far as I'm concerned. Because, um, you know, Dave Christ is spooning with Sammy Callahan in the ocean on their Instagram. They're fucking, they're all kissing dudes. Jay Christ was just a fucking badass wrestler. And now he's, he's like... He's like a gay dude. He's He's got like a half prince, half gay dude gimmick where he like just has to kiss his opponent. That's like his big thing. And then Sammy's doing the same to the extent where Japan is like, dude, enough. <laughs> enough with the gay shit. Sammy used to be ruthless fucking spit in your face after the fucking match when you go to shake his hand. Um, He was like fucking choking Sabu out like. He was always doing this, like, tremendously over-the-top disrespectful shit. That's what made me a, a fan of Sammy. He was just ruthless, didn't give a fuck about anyone ever, was super stiff in the ring. You know, no homo. Yeah, <laughs> because at this point, when we're talking about dudes kissing each other, you can't even mention that they're stiff because this shit gets wild. You know what I mean? Everything gets crazy when you start making out with the dudes in the ring. Like, you can't even talk about a match normally because you got to like preface like hold on a minute <laughs> i'm talking about actual wrestling you know but it's just it's just crazy man it doesn't appeal to me um again i mean if you think it makes me a tremendous homophobe then so be it i don't give a fuck what these people think about me but I, i'm just not into gay entertainment like i don't watch the mummers parade i don't you know what i mean like none of, <laughs> none of that shit None of that shit. Yeah, I mean, bunch of dudes fucking dancing in circles in a dress and shit. Like, hey, you know, if you call it not gay, okay. I mean, your, your standards are a little looser than mine, but you know, it's art, man. It's art. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a art. You know? Yeah, man. The only way that they can top that kiss next show is if they do it with the crimson mask. It's the only way. Yeah, yeah, man. Yo, that crimson kiss was the shit, yeah, man. It's wild. Spit, spit out afterwards. That's when you know they got deep. Yeah, dude, you know, fucking crazy. You know it's bad when Japan was perfectly fine with climbing inside of Leo Rush, and then they they drew the line with Sammy Callahan making out with dudes. They're like, <laughs> yeah. we were fine with climbing inside of fucking Leo Rush and and letting him fucking you know carry us for nine months, but Sammy Callahan a little too much uh too much gay action going on. Yeah, Dan Shokodino puts other guys' head in his fucking shorts and pile drives them and shit. And, you know, I think we just got to draw the line at Sammy Callahan's actions. I mean, I know that's a different fed and everything. I think DDT or some shit is they do more gay shit there. But, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it is hilarious. And even, uh, like, Kojima said some shit after the match, too. Like, uh, Sammy Callahan is tremendous performer. Uh, there was a point where he kissed me and I did not like this. <laughs> Like, and I thought that was just like a work type thing. And like, I guess Sammy did too, because, you know, he was putting out like t-shirts with the fucking him kissing Kojima on it and shit. But, um, apparently the management was like, yeah, this is, this is a shoot. By the way, uh, Anthony mentioned in the, in the chat room, uh, you guys didn't mention AR Fox doing any gay spots. But aside from that, I, I watched this, uh, clip, same, same video that I was watching in the cage of death backstage stuff with, uh, TJ. Um, and he's talking to AR Fox. 
And here comes Larry Legend, and they're talking about juicy hot dogs, and here is AR Fox, and I'm just like, oh, this is fucking awkward. Like, I don't think this dude knows <laughs> this guy's past. This is this is an awkward conversation to have in front of AR Fox. Yeah, well, I mean, Larry knows Larry knows the deal. Without question. Yeah, not not TJ bringing it up though. You know what I mean? Him bringing it up, I thought was fucking was fucking awkward as shit because, you know, he probably didn't know the whole deal with uh, AR Fox. And talk about GCI. AR Fox would never, never do good spots. Yeah, well, well, never. Of course, well, it's not his style, man. Sure, he's a he's a, he's a pure wrestler with with a respect for the business. They would never do gay spots to take away from his professionalism and entertainment as an athlete. Sure, I'll take your word for it. I don't, I don't know. I've never seen him do gay spots. Sure, that's never happened. That would never happen. Yeah, it's too straight to do that. Now when someone's putting money in his pocket. <laughs> and he's wearing a do-rag. Gotta wear a do-rag. <laughs> That's his little thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. alright, well, I hate to end it on uh, AR Fox banging dudes, but uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Wait, 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 what, wait happened? what happened? <laughs> we'll be back next week if we got enough topics. If you got questions, drop them on the THT Facebook, or uh, we'll put a fucking post up later on in the week if you want to drop some questions. Otherwise, unless some crazy shit happens, uh, there's no weekends. There's no shows this weekend, so we'll. Uh, I don't know. We'll catch you either this weekend or upcoming weekend. Either way, subscribe iTunes and Stitcher Radio, the Hot Tag Podcast, and Yakuza Kick Radio. Check him out BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/yakuza every Wednesday 9 p.m. and uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Peace. Peace. Peace.